Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Dale Lally podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally, your uh, Steelers beat reporter here on DK Pittsburgh Sports and the host of this show. And uh, three rounds now in the book uh, for the 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, Of course, uh, Thursday night, the Steelers take uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett uh, out of Pitt. Uh, Then in the second round, pick 52, uh, they get some real value uh, taking George Pickens, wide receiver, out of Georgia. And, and again, if you look at the value that they got in round three with the Marvin Leal defensive tackle out of Texas A&M, I, I thought that the Steelers did pretty well for themselves on day two. I know everybody's looking at some of the other teams that uh, what some other teams grabbed and you know, it's 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 always fun to do that. You you measure your teams against uh you know other teams what they're doing, uh, but I, I really you know the, the selection of of George Pickens in particular. Um, if you look at if you go back and, and you, I'm sure you can find this if you look at them on on the internet. Um, last year's. Uh, post uh, post rank or post draft rankings of potential first round picks uh, in 2022. Um, and even if you go back two years and look at that, um, I guarantee you that George Pickens was very high on those lists, if not the number one overall receiver in the in that picks or in that uh, in that situation. So, you know, I think the Steelers did very well for themselves in getting George Pickens. Now. The reason they got George Pickens that late, he missed most of the uh, the 2021 season with a torn ACL. He came back and played in Georgia's last four games, only caught five passes, but it was uh, averaged over 20 yards a catch on those five catches, had a big catch in the national championship game. Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, when you look at uh, what he is, uh, the comparison for him is former Georgia wide receiver A.J. Green. And, you know, if, if you if he turns into anything close to A.J. Green and you got him in round two, uh, you know, you really, really came out well on that. You know, George Pickens, if you look at it, um, went to the combine and actually ran at the combine less than a year after tearing that ACL in this in, in spring practices and ran a four, four, seven, six, three, 195 pounds. Now, I don't think he'll naturally play at 195 times, 95 pounds. I think he'll play a little bit heavier than that. Um, but he should also get faster than that. He's a down-the-field threat. He's a guy that gets open, uh, made an immediate impact at, at Georgia. If you look at, at his, his freshman year, as a true freshman, played in 14 games that year, had 49 catches for 727 yards, 
That's 14.8 yards a catch, eight touchdown. He was he was a all, all SEC freshman pick, was the MVP of the Sugar Bowl, led the team in receiving, uh, and set the the Georgia freshman receiving record. Oh, by the way, uh, Heinz Ward and AJ uh, Green both went to Georgia. So they've they've had some receivers over the years. Uh, you look at the the next year, uh, only eight games, like because that's all Georgia played. Led the team in receptions again. Led them in receiving touchdowns. Uh, did miss two games that season, I should say. You know they played ten games, uh, but he had thirty six catches for five hundred thirteen yards and six touchdowns. And then last uh, season, only played in the four games uh, because he missed the, the first eleven with that knee injury. Um, he is tall, over six three, again one hundred ninety five pounds. It's a big target, and he's really, uh, you know, if you look at him, is athletic, can go get it. Uh, you know, the, 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 I mentioned the 40-yard dash. The 10-yard split is 1.50. That's pretty good. Uh, the vertical's not great, but 34 inches. But again, he's 6'3". Uh, huge, huge catch radius, 78-and-a-half-inch uh, wingspan, and uh, just, a, just a, a good football player all around. Um, Really uh, runs pretty good routes. Uh, everything that you, you want to see, again, would have been a first-round pick if not for that ACL injury. So there, there's some good value there. And I thought it was ironic they have uh, Chase Claypool uh, making the announcement of that pick in Las Vegas. Because guess what? This is Chase Claypool's replacement in a couple of years. George Pickens also played at Georgia. And that's why when you when you look at some of those receiving totals again that rook that freshman year, forty nine catches for seven hundred twenty seven yards uh, and eight touchdowns. They don't throw the ball a lot at Georgia. You know, twenty five times a game is a lot there. He's run blocked. <laughs> he can do that. Uh, that's not going to be an issue for him. Now, what is a bit of an issue for him? You know, he had some some things where he showed some immaturity in school. Uh, especially early in his career. He got ejected from a game as a freshman after uh, trading punches with a Georgia Tech player uh, down in the end zone. Um, That happened. It was there. It's on tape. And then he was suspended the following game for that. Okay. Uh, He was also flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct for spraying water on a Tennessee player on the sideline that same season in 22. I'm sorry, the next season in 2020. So there's been some issues. And, you know, there were some minor things like that. But again, he was 18 years old. You know, you're talking now about a guy who's just turned 21. Um, you know, so he's a young ascending player. Uh, you know, I think this, this is just going to be, uh, yeah, I, I think this could be a home run of a pick here. The Steelers have had a lot of success drafting wide receivers, obviously. Um, they've done very well for themselves in that. And, you know, I, I think this is a guy that, that was the most talented receiver on a really good football team. You know, I, I think he's a guy who is fluid, can get down the field, tracks the deep ball de- uh, very well. Um, you know, he's competitive. And, you know, I, I think the best is very much ahead of him in, in his uh, NFL career. Uh, if you look at it, the other nice thing about this case, so he had 90 catches in 26 career games for 1,346 yards or 1,347 yards 
averaged 15 yards a catch, had 14 touchdowns on 90 catches, which is a nice percentage there as well. Only three drops in his in his college career. And that, I mean, again, when he snatches the ball, he snatches the football. Um, So I I think this is a uh, this is a guy whose best football is certainly ahead of him. Um, Originally committed to Auburn, then flipped to Georgia. Uh, so, you know, he, he wanted to go somewhere where he could really compete. Um, you know, had he going, gone to Auburn, um, you know, who knows? Uh, they don't throw the football out there either. So it's not like, he, you know, he's he went somewhere where he was looking to catch a bunch of footballs. You know, you know what you're getting yourself into when you go to one of those schools. You're not going to be a 100-catch a guy or anything like that. But was a very, very um, highly touted guy. Uh, if you look at it, um, you know, he was he was the number four wide receiver in the 2019 recruiting class, the number 24 ranked player in that class, the number one recruit in the state of Alabama. Uh, got it, so He started receiving scholarship offers uh, as a sophomore. Um, so this this is a guy who's who's been on people's radar for a long time, used to dealing with that thing. I think he's going to be a nice addition to that Steelers receiving core. And, uh, you know, should really uh, should really shine here uh, if he keeps things his head on straight. Um, You know, I I think that uh, that's certainly, you know, something you're going to have to keep an eye on, uh, you know, some of the immaturity issues. And and again, the fact that he had to work his butt off to get back on the field last year was a good sign of maturity. To want to do that, to be able to, to be able to get yourself into that position to come back. He could have sat out the rest of the year. Very easily. There was no reason for him to come back other than he wanted to come back and be part of something special. Kind of like Kenny Pickett. When you think about it, you know, Kenny Pickett could have, could have left Pitt after the 2020 season chose to go back because he wanted to be part of something special. Same thing with George Pickens. Uh, you know, Pickens obviously had to overcome a lot more to do so. So, uh, a, a nice pickup there by the Steelers in the second round. Really, a, a very uh, you know, I, I didn't think he would be there. To be quite frank, I, I didn't think he would be available to them in the second round. There were a lot of people talking about him potentially sliding into the back end of the first round. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, they get they get uh, George Pickens there in the second round. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the Marvin Leal the uh, defensive tackle that they got out of Texas A&M. Don't you go anywhere. Stay right here on the Dale Lally Show on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally here on the uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network on the Dale Lally Show. And um, DeMarvin Leal, the Steelers took in the third round, their first defensive player. And, you know, if you look at it, he's the highest drafted defensive lineman that they've taken since taking Stefan Tuitt in the 2014 draft. So, uh, you know, Leal obviously has uh, some upside potential here. Uh, I had him as one of my higher ranked defensive tackles in this draft. Um, 
a little undersized at six, uh, just a shade under six, four, 283 pounds. Uh, you know, uh, Terrell Austin was asked about that at his press conference. He came out and spoke to us about this guy and said, well, you know, that's the, that's the weight that they wanted him to play at. We think he can certainly, uh, you know, add the 10 and 10 to 15 pounds that you would need to add to, uh, to, uh, to play defensive end or defensive tackle in the Steelers defense. Again, you're talking about a very highly rated guy uh, coming out uh, of high school. DeMarvin Leal was the number two defensive tackle in the 2019 recruiting class, a number 16 player overall, five-star defensive tackle recruit. So a high pedigree guy could have gone to Alabama, he had offered from Clemson, Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas A&M. Came in right away, much like George Pickens, and made an immediate impact at Texas A&M. Played in 13 games that year, started seven as an early enrollee at Texas A&M. Had 38 tackles, five and a half for a loss, and two sacks that year as a true freshman. That's tough to do as a defensive tackle at the collegiate level because especially in the SEC, you're playing against a lot of future NFL guys, offensive linemen in the SEC who are 50-year seniors. They're 22, 23 years old, and you're 18. And going in there and holding your own against those guys. 2020 comes in, 10 starts, 10 games, 37 tackles, 7 tackles for a loss, two and a half sacks, four pass defenses. This guy's got long arms, folks. He's got an 81-inch wingspan. So even though he's a little on the shorter side for what the Steelers typically take with a defensive end, those long arms kind of make up for that a little bit. Uh, 2021, it really broke out, broke out that uh, this, this past season at age 21. Uh, made 12 starts for the, for the Texas A&M. 58 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for a loss, eight and a half sacks. I mean, this is this is a guy that can get to the quarterback really quick first step. Um, you know, he only ran a five second flat 40 yard dash at the combine, but his 10 yard split was one point seven two seconds. Which was right there with some of the other guys, some of the other top guys, uh, if you look at uh, in, in this draft. Um, in fact, Travis Jones, the, the nose tackle out of UConn, who I liked a lot in this draft and went to the Ravens. Uh, he had a one point seven eight second. 10-yard split. Um, if you look at Jordan Davis, everybody knows how fast Jordan Davis ran at the combine. He ran a 4.7840 overall. His 10-yard split was 1.63 seconds. So Leal's in that in that same uh, neighborhood. Uh, you know, even Devontae Wyatt was 1.60. So again, uh, you know, this is this is a big, strong, fast guy. Um, even though he didn't necessarily test super well at the combine. But he, he did the things, I mean, if you look at it, um, again, long arms, quick first step, uh, was a U.S. Army All-American in high school. Um, he, he can get it done here. And again, um, he's, he played every position on Texas A&M's defensive line, including nose tackle, wherever. They moved him all over the line because he was their best guy. That was a pretty good defense. Steelers will start him out at defensive end. Um, they'll ask him to put on some weight, but he can play nose tackle as well. 
There's a little bit of, uh, of Tyson and Lualu there. Steelers aren't looking for a true big run stuffing nose tackle. You take one if you can get him, obviously, uh, and he can he can give you some pass rush. This guy can give you some pass rush from the interior of your defense. And so, you know, I, I think the fact that that he's played all those positions in college, I think that bodes well for him because it's different rushing from outside against an offensive tackle than it is kicking inside and rushing against a guard center combo and doing those kind of things. But he's done this already. So, you know, I think that I think that's going to be a, a nice uh, feather in his cap. He should pick things up rather quickly. Uh, if you look at it again, he had six pass defenses in college in an interception. Those long arms get into the passing lanes. Make things happen. 133 total tackles in 35 career games. Uh, 25 tackles for the loss in 35 career games. 13 sacks. This is a guy can get, they can get after the quarterback. Is he going to come in and be an immediate starter? No, and I don't, I don't think the Steelers want that to happen or need that to happen. Folks, I think Stefan Tuitt's coming back. We'll see. I could be wrong about this. Um, the Steelers aren't are trying not to make a big deal about it. I think out of respect to Stefan Tuitt, they don't want this to be a major issue. Now, I will say this. Leal did have, uh, he was arrested for marijuana possession in December of 2021, less than two ounces. That's not as big a deal as it used to be. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's legal in a lot of places. Um, you know, not the end of the game, not the end of the, the road for him. Uh, he is going to have to work on his pad level a little bit. That's what coaches are for. Steelers have done a good job of that. You know, the, Isaiah Loudermilk last season was supposed to be on scholarship. He was a fifth-round draft pick. Came in and, and, and by the end of the year was playing some key snaps for the Steelers. So I, I think they can have some similar success here with DeMarvin Leal. And again, you're getting younger on that defensive line. That's what they needed to do. They needed to get more talented and younger. Does DeMarvin Leal come in and immediately fix their run defense? No, no, not at all. But getting Tyson Alulu back, getting Stefan Tuitt back, that helps. And they're better at linebacker. At least they should be with, with the addition of Miles Jack. So the defense should be better. And interesting thing, you know, last year their first four picks were all on offense. This year the first two picks were offensive players. So they've used six premium draft picks on offensive players the last two seasons. Um, but, you know, now adding, a, you know, a defensive player here in the third round into Marvin Leal. And last year their first defensive pick was a Texas A&M guy, Buddy Johnson, inside linebacker. But he kind of forgets about him in the equation. So, you know, I think this is a guy that can come in and, and play, um, you know, not, not 25 snaps a game for them, but he might be able to come in and give you 10 high-quality snaps as a, as a rookie. Again, he did it in the SEC as a true freshman. It, shows, it tells me a lot about this guy. He's seen some of the best players in the country at that position, guys who were, who were three or four years older than him, and he held his own against them. So uh, the com comparison to, for him uh, that I've seen a lot of is Jonathan Allen from Washington. Well, if he can turn into that kind of player, who's a, who's a good player, not a star, but a very good football player, you'll take that. You'll take that in round three. 
Um, so this, I think the Steelers did well for themselves on the second day of this draft. You know, I, I think, you know, you, you added two guys, two quality guys who could be potential long, you know, starters for you down the road. So that's what they wanted to accomplish with their picks today. They've got four picks remaining tomorrow uh, on Saturday, one in round four, one in round six and two in round seven. No glaring needs right now. Yes, maybe you'd like to add a developmental offensive tackle. Maybe a running back. And there was a run on running backs uh, in that third round. Uh, a bunch of them went. We didn't see a bunch of the quarterbacks go. Well, the Steelers filled that need already. Um, you know, I don't know that they'll go back to that well again. Uh, but, you know, a cornerback in round four would make a lot of sense. There's a lot of good defensive backs still out there in round four. Uh, I think they could find one there. Um, you know, maybe you'd like to add another tight end to the equation to compete for that third spot. Maybe you'd like to even add another wide receiver to the equation. An outside linebacker would make some sense. So they got some things that they could do here. Not glaring needs, but certainly things that they could fill. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow to talk about what they did and, and uh, give you a wrap-up of the entire draft once we do that as well. But that's going to do it for today's edition, this special edition of the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally. I'll be back to talk to you again tomorrow. We'll see what the Steelers do then. 